Welcome to JW Podcast, the watchtower Jenga of podcasts that takes down the organisation one brick at a time. Hey, hello. Welcome to JW Podcast. I've got my boys with me today. I've got Bill and Neil. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good. How are you going, everyone? Good. Thank <laughs> you. Anything interesting happened? Oh, just moved house, finally settled in here, uh, got it, all our internet connection sorted and done so oh, we're, we're, we're talking to you time. in fiber optic enhanced high-speed internet so <laughs> don't want to brag <laughs> or anything i don't even know what fiber optics are bill i've got oh, no idea i can hear you talking data about data through light <laughs> travels at the speed of light so you can't go much faster than that the and speed got... of the truth oh we've got neil hello neil how are you hello louise hello bill hey neil how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Anything new happened in your life, Neil, since last year? Uh, well, we're in the process of getting ready to move. We bought our first ever new house, so we are moving in April. Can't wait for that. Uh, no, yes, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, other than that, everything's doing pretty well. I, I saw my old pioneer partner today. I saw that. He shunned me. Did he have the shunning glasses on? You know, he, wear, he wears dark shades because, you know, he's kind of a, a wannabe metler, but... Uh, <laughs> No, he was out there with on his little magazine stand, and it was sad. Did he see you taking the selfie, though, Neil? I think, I think he did. I did take a bit of a selfie, because I thought, you know, I've got to have proof that this guy... The, the irony is, right, he left the witnesses about the same time as me. But do you know how people leave for loads of different reasons? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that my reason's any better. I left because I was, you know, I really believed it, and then I decided I didn't believe it, and that was why I left. He left because he wanted to start a heavy metal band and smoke... <laughs> You know, as much marijuana as he could. And I'm not, I'm not judging him, but there he is. He just went off to do his thing. And to see him, this is the first time I've seen him in years. And to see him wandering around in his, you know, all dressed up again, hair short, trying to look half, half human with his magazine stand, it was, it was a sight to behold. That is very sad. funny. Interestingly, we've got to talk about the stands because we're looking at the figures today from the yearbooks. And I sent you all the last. Uh, five years worth of figures for your country so that you could talk about how it was going and one of the most humorous things i felt was that they're doing like millions of hours of standing by carts i'm guessing and making very very few converts <laughs> so bill's figures are eye-wateringly funny i'd like to think that britain is close behind because <laughs> in 2016 in Britain, we made a grand total of 26 new converts to Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> we, like I helped. Yeah. <laughs> 26. You drove them but to the Witnesses. It took a total of 954,000 hours per convert of preaching, according to their figures. That's not good. So nearly a million hours worth to yeah. make each convert. <laughs> like... Whoa. And they were probably born in too, so it's like... They probably were. Well, that's a good point. So we... so, I want, yeah. I'd love to know what the disfellowshipping numbers are. Well, that's interesting. So what I've done is I took the like, average publishers. Because so, they have peak publishers, don't they? And they have average publishers. So I'm yeah. guessing they're counting people have turned time in, aren't they? So they're not counting yeah. me. Even if I've not been struck off the books, they wouldn't be counting me in the publisher's hours. Uh, somebody who's turned time in. So, oh, I was, do you know what? I was doing the maths on this, because you know me. 
I was doing the maths of what percentage increase it was. So 26 out of 134,000. I'll, I'll work it out later. <laughs> the sort of population increase, the general population increase is about, in England, about 1% on average. Yeah. And, and their increase is nowhere near. So even if Jehovah's Witnesses are, are only having children at the same rate as the general population, they are not making the general population increase, i.e. they are in actual fact yeah. decreasing. Mm. The light gets ever darker. <laughs> <laughs> A light darker still. No, but we see those figures when you, yeah, you look at it, you wonder how many of those are born-ins because I'm sure the born-in percentage of new publishers is a big part of that number worldwide. A big part of that 26. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, in England. But you know what I mean? Because, because yeah. unfortunately, they, they never give you the figures for a disfellowship, a the ones who who've died, passed on, type thing. So it's only and the ones who've left, like it. That's you know, obviously they've had. Did they say how many were baptized that year in England? Um, I, uh, they probably did, but I didn't write that down on my little spreadsheet. Oh, okay. So forget the figures. You go onto their website and you go to publications. And you pick the one that says books, and the yearbooks are in there. But you have to download the PDF to see the figures. Do you know they've taken? Right. Do you know I went to look? That's what I said to you the other day. I went and had a look, yeah. and it's only the 2016-2015 yearbook now that you can go on the the website and see the grand totals yeah. and the the yearly report. Every year after that, they've they're gone. No, but if you download, oh, if you the, download PDF, the whole thing, you click on download oh, and okay. get it as a PDF, it's there. So that's where I got my figures oh, from. So, go. yeah, I, I think they do they'd, say. They'd wipe <laughs> their own well, figures off so you couldn't go back and check. That's what I thought at first when I started looking. Oh, I okay. thought, sneaky. But then I thought, why would they have put 2016s and not the previous years, like if you were not putting any figures? So, yeah, if you download the PDF, you mm. can see all the. And, yeah, they do say the number of baptisms each year. Yeah. The thing is, they're relying on people not doing any number crunching, I think. They're relying on true. people just looking at that year's figures and going, oh, you know, 100 and whatever, 134,000 publishers, that's great. But that's not great when you compare it to the year before and see that it's no. only gone up by 26. Absolutely. I can tell you that percent increase. It's a zero, it's a tenth, it's a hundredth, one hundredth of a percent <laughs> increase they've made compared to about a 1% increase in the general population. So that takes account of the death rate and the birth rates. God, they're okay. lucky. They're not in Australia. <laughs> Tell us about Australia, <laughs> oh, Bill. Isn't that remarkable, Australia, when you look at it? It's minus 64 publishers. <laughs> and it took them 12 million hours to lose those 64 people. <laughs> so if they... <laughs> They should have just done nothing for the whole year. If they'd done no witnessing for the whole year, they probably would have had a better result. 12 million hours of standing by cart to lose 64 people. Have have you ever heard, you know, the comedian Danny Boy, the Scottish comedian? (laughs) Danny Boyle, yeah. No, Danny Boy. No, not heard of him. Neil does. Have you heard of him? I've heard the name. Oh, okay. I have. I don't know much he does. No, that's all right. He's just he's a Scottish comedian. He spends a lot of time in Australia. But it was basically he had this little skit where he was saying in the World Health Organization's ranking of nutrition, Scotland ranks lower than countries that have no food. <laughs> so he was saying it's like 
it's better off to eat no food than to eat Scottish diet. It just made me laugh it, when I saw those yes. things. So like for Australia, it would have been better off if they did no witnessing at all and just stayed home and had a good time for a whole year. They probably would have had an increase. That's probably true. So what's probably. really great about Australia is the number of hours it's taken to convert each person. So in 2013, it took 16,500 hours mm. per convert. And in 2014, it took 14,000 hours. Then it jumped to 2015, 44,000 yeah. hours per convert. And then, and then last year, 12 million, 12 million hours to, to lose, lose 16,500. Yeah. Do you know, it, it just shows that the um, it's not effective. Their no? cart witnessing is not effective. The door-to-door work is not effective. Um, yeah, look... I think there's been other people have done shows or reports about and any country that's got the internet basically yeah. it's just it's fallen you know because when you look at the yearbooks you know like they do reports on different countries they always pick like really little countries like they always put Papua New Guinea in for some reason because it's got a sexy name <laughs> or oh, Papua New Guinea there's a big pages and pages of how wonderful the increase was yeah that's probably because they had three witnesses and then they had four witnesses yeah. and that's like but be fair. Be fair, Louise, they are trying to convert headhunters. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much different, is it? Do you know how difficult it is to convert a man who's sizing up his skull for a goblet? Well, that wouldn't be I've after the brain. <laughs> not mine, anyway. Do you know, back in the, the, the days when um, you'd always look, I'd always look on the, the yearbook report, you'd look at little countries like there's one called Saba, which is in the Caribbean somewhere. It was this tiny little nation and you know, it'd have like a two hundred percent increase there because someone would move. There's only like one yeah. witness on the whole yeah. island, and then someone else would come yeah. over there, and then there'd be like, "Wow, huge increase." Well, I was thinking you could manipulate the increase by doing that. So you could take a country where there's a lot of witnesses, like America, say, where they've got a million people, and if you moved at like I don't know five or ten witnesses from America to those little islands. So your pop, your increase in an, in an island might be 50%, 100%, right? Your increase in another island might be 30%. Your decrease in America by losing 50 witnesses would be nothing, really. But it would make it look as if you're in, you were increasing. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, because that's you, true. You'd have three places with massive increases and America with barely nothing happening yeah. in terms of a decrease. And with the yearbook too, another one that I, as a kid, I always thought, oh, I'd like to go live there. It was St. Helena, you know, out in the oh, Atlantic. Because yes. it's got, I think it might still, you know how they give you the ratio. Of, it was like 23 people to oh, every witness. And when they'd have a circuit overseas visit there, apparently, like they get in one day, the whole territory's done. So how good would that be? That's you'd true. have no other excuse. You'd go, okay, I've done my witnessing. It's like done. And no. you'd have so much extra time to just go and enjoy. <laughs> I have a funny thing about Saint Helena, and I was I was gutted about this. I discovered about three years ago or four years ago that the uh, the government of Saint Helena, because it's, it's a British overseas yeah. territory, was actually was actually uh, they were looking uh, people to move there a few years ago. So I went online and I started putting in the application process for my family because they wanted families, and I <laughs> looked children. into it, and then I discovered, uh, yeah, exactly. I discovered that it is home to one of the biggest paedophile rings in the entire, well, compared to its population, in the entire world. And then at one point, about 80% of the men that live in the island were imprisoned for sex abuse. No. Yes, really? it was terrible. 
I mean, in fairness, there's only about 150 people. So, you know, still, that's a lot of people in jail for raping children. And what was the ratio of witnesses there again, Bill? It, it was something like <laughs> one, yeah, it was one one witness to 23 people. I'll just oh Google it. Oh, my God. Well, you know, Bill, I felt exactly the opposite about selling Helena to you because I used to look at that ratio and think, I cannot think of anything worse than living in a place. This is when I was a witness as well, than living in a place so full of witnesses that every 23rd person or whatever it was mm. is a Jehovah's Witness and then I was thinking field service would be horrific because you'd literally just be talking to the same you'd basically have 23 people allocated to you wouldn't you yeah, you'd be, just be you'd, talking you'd be done in like half an hour you could be yeah but how would fishing. you get 10 how would you get 10 hours a month in you'd, you'd write have letters. to keep on <laughs> nattering them and nattering them <laughs> nagging them to death but you'd have no excuse. Oh you you could just go, well, I've done my witnessing. What more can I do? I'll just go fishing now. Oh, man. It just sounded but, like a, a pure nightmare to me. I like um, the countries where there's a bigger ratio. Yeah, 4,000 people as of 2017. Right. 4,004 people live on St. Helena. <laughs> Is there anything that you thought was interesting with your figures? Yes, I, like, I mean, I think it's very interesting. That obviously, we talked about this earlier, and you'd mentioned that they seem to have made a huge error in yeah. their figures regarding regarding the population of Ireland. Uh, and what I think this is, is that they've finally, in the year 2016, uh, taken the population of Northern Ireland out of the figures, added them into the population of Great Britain. I think that's what that is. Although I could, I could be wrong, it could just be a, a screw-up. Uh, that, but that, that doesn't then explain the average publishers, uh, the peak publishers, which has gone up slightly. So that indicates to me that they've reduced the figures of Ireland. So I, I think what they've done is they've taken out the Northern Ireland uh, witness population, uh, yes. the Northern Ireland population, but they've kept the witnesses. Yes, that I think you're right there. because yeah. So when I looked at these figures, it says from 2012, which is where I've looked from, there's about six and a half million witnesses, yes. it said, in Northern Ireland. And then in 2016... Six and a half million people. Six and a half million people, sorry, yes, yeah. <laughs> population. Yeah. Then in 2016, it suddenly drops to 4.7 million. And yeah, so I, where are the 1.9 million people go? So I said, yeah, is, has there been a famine or a mass exodus? I just thought... No, we're, we're still here. Still we're still there. here. Everything's fine. No, that's what they've done. They've lost the Northern Ireland population. Uh, regarding not, that, though, I, I... No, no, but not the witnesses. No, they haven't. Yeah. So they're, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a cheat due to their own stupidity in this case. Uh, but yeah. I actually wanted to raise a point about the Irish, Northern Irish situation. Uh, and this is something, even as a Jehovah's Witness, that I it annoyed me. Uh, and I really never got a good ex- expl- exa- or explanation for it. So mm-hmm. if, you look at, if you look at the Jehovah's Witnesses figures, they will sometimes yeah. incorporate an overseas territory into, an, into another, you know, another area. They'll mm-hmm. sometimes incorporate, let's say, let's say they add the few secret Jehovah's Witnesses in North Korea, they'll add those into the South Korea population. Okay? Oh, okay, yeah. But they only have done that, to my knowledge, they only do that where the witnesses are banned in that country and they yeah. can't give those figures out. Now, yeah. that's never been the case regarding vis-a-vis Ireland, Northern Ireland. Witnesses have always been free to, to pursue their, their activities in both those countries. Yeah. And, yet when, and yet the Jehovah's Witnesses, since they've been doing the figures have only ever counted Ireland as one group. Now, I think it's a political reason. I right. think it's because I think it's because the Jehovah's Witness uh, leadership, particularly in Ireland, didn't want to acknowledge that Northern Ireland existed as a separate country. 
I, I really, and I actually have some evidence to back that up. Really? I, I do. I know it sounds daft that they would kiss no, it a doesn't. little thing. But it I does think sound daft. I think it's an Irish American thing, as well as, yeah. as well as an Irish thing. They just they it, it annoyed them at the time, and yeah. they said, "No, you're all going to be Irish brothers." So yeah. and I remember asking the elders, "Why is that?" And they said, "Oh, it's simplification." I thought, "Well, it doesn't seem that simple." You know, yeah. my passport, my passport is not Irish. Why do you call me Irish? But years later, whenever they were building the branch office in uh, in County Wicklow. The Jehovah's Witnesses were actually offered land in Lisburn by a Jehovah's Witness for next to nothing. I believe it was almost free, this land. Wow. Okay. So yeah. that one of the elders in my congregation contacted the branch and said, listen, well, you can have 10 acres of land with prime planning permission. It'll be accepted. And you build the Jehovah's Witness headquarters in Lisburn. And he yeah. was told that by the uh, by the brothers who were in charge of the Irish, uh, Irish Jehovah's Witnesses, he said, that there would be, it would never happen, and that there was no way that the headquarters of Jehovah's Witnesses in Ireland would be in the north, that it had to be in the south of Ireland. Really? Yep, they were. They refused. They bought land for like about a million pounds or a million punts at the time, rather than getting free land in the north. Really? Crazy yep. fools! Wow. Mm-hmm. So, where are you, north or south? I'm north. Right. Where were those brothers that defected? Was that uh, south? Well, there was, you know, it's one of those things. It sounds like it was fiscal. I think altogether it was probably about 60 people. And they left out of about three congregations in Dublin. You know the story after uh, yeah. two of them. I think it was John May and another guy. Decided were they the they ones who went over to, to Brooklyn? That's the ones, <laughs> yeah. And were they Southern Ireland? They were from they were from Dublin, yeah. They, they were basically, they went over on a plane and they were told, oh, get back on your plane. Who do you think you are? And then after that, in about six months, they were harassed and harangued by various Jehovah's Witness elders and various circuit overseers. In fact, one of the guys that eventually got rid of them, I believe, was Ewan Watt, uh, who used to be our, our uh, circuit overseer. Quite a nice guy, a Scottish guy. And he was involved in basically ousting them from the Jehovah's Witnesses in the end. You've always been a problem, haven't you, Ireland? We, we are. <laughs> we, I, yeah. You know what? Don't, don't bring... Don't bring armies to Ireland or Afghanistan. That's a good, good motto. Are you not banned from visiting America now? <laughs> oh, that's been I, listen, You know me. You, you know that. You know Trump loves me, Lloyd. He does. Lloyd. Yeah, he'd let you in. <laughs> he and I, we, we are simpatico. Anyway, Neil, I'm really keen to hear about your increase in Ireland. Well, let's get to it. We have obviously the population has shrunk by thirty percent. Due to some kind of uh, some issue. kind of ethnic cleansing, which I was not made aware of. Uh, no, let me just bear with you. I know it's chronic, isn't it? The uh, peak publishers is up slightly. It's actually up a fair number, but uh, that's probably the, really only because of the percentage change. So that's it's up from thought, five. Yeah. yeah, it's up from six thousand four hundred twenty-two to six thousand five hundred eighty-five. But I, I mean, the peak publishers has to be an actual number, though, doesn't it? So that sounds like a genuine increase. Though my guess is. That they constantly uh, beg and borrow from English people, so there's usually a steady stream of English people coming mm. over to yeah. you know to pioneer here. So it could easily be a large chunk of that, uh, and then uh, the ratio has gone down again due to the fact that they've lost the Northern Irish numbers. So, yeah. So the ratio is now down by 300 or so, but that's simply because they've done poor maths. The average publishers is up. It's up 119, 126. And yeah. they're increasing publishers. They say it's 2%, but again, 
uh, don't don't read into that too heavily. What I did find interesting is that for all the extra bodies, they've only managed an extra thirty nine thousand hours, which oh. is hardly impressive. Their hours is not stellar. Yeah, so I mean, I think the Northern Ireland, the Irish Northern Irish figures are, are kind of skew with because of that. And then hours per new publisher seems to have dropped massively. Or, or is that hours yeah. to get a new publisher? How, yeah, how many hours have well, spent? Well, yeah, you yeah. average it out. You yeah. just take their total. Yeah, it only takes eleven and a half thousand hours to get a Jehovah's Witness in Northern Ireland, which <laughs> are easy. time well spent if you ask me. That's right. But, but what I thought was great is. I'm the opposite to Bill because I think a low ratio of witnesses to population is horrible. <laughs> High ratio is what I'm looking for. You're winning on the ratios over there in Ireland. You've got oh, the yeah, highest yeah, ratio, definitely. haven't you, by by a country mile? You're a, you're up in the thousands, a thousand uh, members of the normal public to, per witness. Yes, we are. We are. the uh, The only thing that I didn't like about that as a kid is when you were growing up and you read all these interesting stories about people going abroad and you know, serving in swamp-infested jungles. Uh, being a, a true believer, I thought that would be a good thing to do. But I was always told, oh, no, you'll never need to do anything like that because Northern Ireland will need you, and you, you'll just stay here. And I was kind of yeah. like, you know, oh, good, so the adventure's been taken out of my life now. Thanks for that. <laughs> you know, I've got the, the, the Borgs website up, and I'm just looking at the yearbook, and it's still, um, St. Helena still is the, the lowest publisher ratio. Still oh, it is? 33. There's a hundred hundred and twenty one witnesses, and there's thirty three. So, according to you, Neil, that their witnessing would be even easier. They probably just go to jail to do the witnessing. See all the <laughs> guys there. True. Maybe they're already there, man. <laughs> you know, you know what I find interesting. I find interesting when you look at the uh, hours it takes to make a Jehovah's Witness in uh, in Ireland. Eleven thousand six hundred and seventeen. Now, I forget the name of the writer, but uh, there was a, a sort of a future writer who said that if you spend ten thousand hours at any one thing. You can become a master at it. Yeah. Is sort of the, yeah, the idea. Yeah. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that that theory, but if you think that the average witnesses are now spending eleven thousand hours to get per witness, that In means Ireland. that they could. Yes, that means they could become concert pianists. <laughs> yeah. that the is... Jehovah's Witnesses could produce a new concert pianist every year instead of a. Your your eleven thousand hours. That's four hundred and eighty four days. So it's taking longer than a year to convert every witness in a year. That is so terrible. <laughs> Louise, I found the country you should go to. Oh, go on, tell me. You could be like Mother Teresa. Let's send let's oh, send you off to Bangladesh. You can go to Bangladesh. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my goodness. Right? And it, it's it's improved. It's improved. Publisher ratio there is one witness to five hundred and seventy thousand nine hundred people. It used to be one and a half million, so they've had a, a big increase there. There's like 280 witnesses to a population of 161 million. Jehovah obviously doesn't care about the people in Bangladesh, does he? No. I have, I have a, I have a good, I have a good rule of thumb that applies yeah. to the people of Bangladesh. It's my, this is my Jehovah's Witness rule of thumb. I believe that if you live in a country where you need to have a house that's built on stilts to avoid the seasonal flood water, you yeah. do not need to take a Bible study. Okay, you would be better better spent leaving that country or getting a good education and getting a career. Just you know, it also applies if you have to carry food on your shoulders on a yoke. Probably yeah. best to stay away from the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> it takes in England 108 years. It took. <laughs> I was going to say to put up a light bulb or something. A uh, hundred and eight years of preaching for every new publisher last year. 
beautiful, isn't it? That's fun. Which brings us on to the memorial figures. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, they're skyrocketing. Aren't they? Yeah. Look, what was it 2015? There were 15,000 memorial partakers, and last year there were 18,000. So they but, all. But still, aren't, aren't they supposed to be dying off? Weren't they? Well, they isn't were... there only a limit? finite number well and, those ones who died must number. have been naughty or something and weren't actually memorial they were just mentally diseased or something so nearly three thousand people last year that had been chosen to be brothers of christ were yeah. naughty so we could have a new three thousand right. this year as well as the fifteen thousand <laughs> it goes it does so sad it goes up every year every single year it goes up doesn't it so if you look back to where i've started in 2011 you add 11,000, then it goes up to 12,500, then it goes up to 13, then 14, mm. then 15, and then 18,000. And my mum's got the figures going back to us as far back as you can find records. And with a couple of years' exceptions, right back to 1935, it goes up every year. Really? I have a, I have a, uh, I, don't, I don't know, that's silly, isn't it? Well, I, just... I wonder this, though. Do you wonder, do you, have you ever asked yourself how many of those people partaking? Are uh, ex Jehovah's Witnesses making YouTube videos? <laughs> well, increasingly more, I suspect now yeah. than ever. <laughs> but not three thousand. No. I've not seen three thousand no, YouTube videos last year. Of oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the guts. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no. go and desecrate this pretend festival <laughs> for, <laughs> a, <laughs> for a for a joke. I, you know, if they want to bill it, but they have had to kind of downgrade the 144,000, haven't they? They have. Well, yeah, they've they marginalised it to say that it's not really important as such. Uh, who are these people? Aside from the ones making YouTube videos or people going and having a kind of a giggle, and there may be a few, but I don't think that would take account for many. Mm. Who are no, these people that honestly believe that they're going to be raptured with Christ? I think it's, uh, I think it's people who are invited but who already are born-again Christians and who don't realize that Jehovah's Witness is what they believe. And so they show up, and to them it's, you know, it's uh, it's just like any other church service. Okay, you've passed, yeah. me the, passed me the wine, I'll drink the wine, you know. So any Catholic or Protestant, most Protestants would feel completely content, saying, okay, I'll drink that, no problem. Yeah, and then one of my uncles, shocked around them. Yeah, one of my uncles started partaking for a while, apparently. Really? My mum just thought he was just a bit confused. <laughs> Was he especially wise? Well, he seemed like the kind of man who should rule over you in heaven. He's an awake. He writes articles for the awake still. Oh, well, there you go. But he's an so elder, well but I, th I, I think he must have thought it maybe you would get him a, a, a promotion or something. Get him a bomb. Wait. And it didn't. Did he stop? Did he stop taking the emblems then after a while? Yeah. <laughs> really? It was just a false alarm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he still does. I don't know. But I, I know that he did. That's funny. Did for a bit, but um, yeah. I thought I could be wrong because it's like a hundred years since I've been to Kingdom Hall. Did do the counters, the the men, the important men who walk up and down and count, do they not have a discretion to not count people taking the emblems who they think are bona fide nutters? I thought. I don't know. I think I think like... they just record. They, you know. They count everyone. If someone takes a sip, then it gets recorded. Do they? So what happens if you take the wine but not the bread? Like, I wonder if that's ever happened. How do you count that? Do, do point fives count? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ring, ring, ring the service desk at Bethel, at Brooklyn. 
and ask. Oh, yeah, because they always give you really clear answers, don't they, when yeah. you phone them up? <laughs> I mean, that, there's a whole serious discussion, really, around memorial partakers, isn't there? Because it used to be a big, serious thing. And, and I well, think was, the yeah. fact that the figures go up every year, it's become a bit of a joke. You know, and it, it would be explained away. They'd say, oh, well, some who obviously you know, thought they had the heavenly calling, didn't, and, you know, so Jehovah's, you know, replaced them. And it's like, well, wouldn't he have done that already? Yes, and you also, know, don't you wouldn't you be think... waiting for someone yes. who's a faker and go, oh, <laughs> they were fake, uh, let's make another one. You know, it's it's ridiculous. And also, can't Jehovah read hearts anyway? Yeah. So, could, could, is it, or does he just have to watch with his eyes? I go, oh, he's taking the emblems, he must be one, and then later on realises a faker. Is he not? I thought God was a bit more omnipotent than that, <laughs> than just relying on the count. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, but you, you, we didn't see that when we were in there, did you? Like, no. We'd never even no. consider that. You'd just look and go, that's oh, there must have been some confused ones who are... Because that's what they, <laughs> the governing body have said, that there's some who, you know, partake yeah. who are not really quite with it mentally. <laughs> Drag everyone um, down to their level. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think they do rely on people not comparing back. I think mm-hmm. when you are a witness, you're so busy, and so you they obviously deliberately cram your life full of stuff. Yeah. Very, very few people are going to look at one book and then the previous book and the previous book and start tracking a pattern, are they? Unless you're well, a bit of a ma- well, you don't have time to do it. Louise, you're mentally no, you stoned. Louise, in all fairness, though, those those figures from the years before are all light. You can't expect them to be true. Ah, uh, yeah. There is there is a very clear pattern to them, though. I, I'm going to graph it because I, I suspect it's a kind of a nice, got quite a nice curve to it. it does go up. So it went up from 2013 to 14 we had 917 extra partakers and then from 14 to 15 we had 1056 extra partakers and then the year after 2800 extra partakers. Oh, we're coming up to it as well. Does anyone want to take shall we have a little um a little bet on how many we think it's going to go up by? Mm. Well, yeah, I I think it'll I think it'll go down. Yeah, I do because I, I I don't believe those figures are accurate in the first place. I don't think yeah. they count them. I know I know that in my I mean, I, you can only speak to your own experience. In my congregation, we had a, a service service uh, overseer called Graham Catney. Graham Catney. I remember at one point I went up to him and said, "Graham, I'm so sorry, I haven't got my report in the last month. Uh, I was very busy." And he says, "Oh, don't worry, Neve. I always put in a few hours for everyone." <laughs> God, he sounds like my pen when I was a witness. I just. My pen worked yeah, harder than exactly. I ever did. I know. So uh, this notion that you know any of this is true, I, I believe it's you know I think it's a guide certainly, but it's I don't like the think it's. It's like the yeah. index, isn't it? Right, come on, we're on yeah. eighteen thousand and thirteen this year. What do we reckon it's going to be? Reckon it's going to go up to twenty thousand? Do you think? So it's sort of like weather <laughs> yeah. forecasting. You're just going, oh well, yeah, just make an average of what we've had before, and we'll throw that and in. Add a few. Well, see, they, they don't want to cop it from the COs. See, if they have, you know, missing bits here, there, and everywhere, the COs instantly pounce on that. Well, I guarantee you, if somebody came into the Kingdom Hall and they were, let's say, for the sake of argument, they had some kind of uh, mental problem or they were uh, mentally, you know, mentally disabled. What's the correct word for that nowadays? But you know what I mean. If, if they if they took the emblems, they would not be counted. 
it would not show this up. This is what I thought that they have a bit of a discretion on who to count. If somebody was clearly, clearly, as you yeah. say, disabled, yeah, I mean, cognitively, if, or if an or, adult yeah. Down syndrome or something took yes. them, mm. they you know, wouldn't they, they count them. It wouldn't count them. So th- no. those figures are not true. Right. Yeah. I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna hit twenty thousand. Yeah, this I think year. so. Twenty. Uh, could even go as high as twenty-one thousand. Let's go. Twenty-one thousand. Bill's going I'm twenty-one. I'm writing this down. Because I'm gonna yep, go and drink it. I'm gonna go I, partake. Okay. I'm gonna what say seventeen, seventeen five. Really? Controversial. Gonna be a contrarian. Being a contrarian. Yeah, you are right. You're seventeen five. All right, gang. We've got that written down. Yeah. This time next year, we'll be discussing this on the podcast. What does the winner get? Closest gets a bottle of champagne. I'll oh, buy great. I'm buying. I'm not sending it to Australia, Bill. <laughs> I'll drink it for you. We can have vouchers. <laughs> you can send vouchers. I'll, I'll just send a YouTube video of me drinking it for you. I saw a very interesting Sorry. thing on, on Facebook the other day. If you if you yeah. like champagne, you don't want to spend the money on champagne, you get yeah. whatever white, sweet white wine you like, and you put it through a soda stream. And it turns it into <gasps> champagne. Idea. There you go. Okay. I like that. That's good. Okay, well, winner gets a soda stream next year then. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Bill, you were going to talk to us about some charity. Yeah, look, um, this came about from just before we moved. Um, there was a knock on the door, like Michelle was home through the week, and it was um, the witnesses, and it was uh, one of the elders who knocked on the door says, yeah, Michelle uh, held him up at the door for about an hour, <laughs> but he uh, just she was just you know grilling him, saying, "Look, you know, because they know where they know where uh, XJWs and they know where yeah. apostates because I've used their hall in the background of videos and things." And um, <laughs> so anyway, he was to Michelle about like she raised the whole royal commission and child abuse and how they're. And um, like, this elder is obviously not a hardline elder, and uh, and mm-hmm. from what I know, I know. I knew his brother in Sydney, who's not a JW. He was the real estate agent we dealt with, and they're quite nice people. But anyway, he through conversation to Michelle, he said something along the lines of, "Oh, you know," Michelle said, "What about compensation? You know, that's going to cost to all the brothers and sisters." And he said, "Oh, well, you know," made some comment along the lines of that the well, we'll have to sort of fund that ourselves, like compensation. And I thought, oh, "Okay, what does he know?" Is it just an offhand comment or whatever? So I thought, I'll have a look and just see what I can find out because it's, and, and God, it's like I stuck my head in the rabbit hole. Charities, right? So the, the to give you a background, in 2012 in Australia, they changed the charity laws. And so, you know, more, not for, well, it was sort of like charities and not-for-profits and stuff. So they sort of regulated it a lot more. So suddenly, hit 2012, there'd only been like a few registered charities for the Jehovah's Witnesses in Australia. There's, there's the Watchtower one, which is the their main one, and there was like two, uh, one in each state, because the the way they had had it in the past worked out, there was each state had a Christian congregations of Jehovah's Witnesses, and it was a registered charity, and that, I think that's how how they operated. But then. Come 2012, every congregation in Australia is now its own individual registered charity. Same as the UK, that is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It, oh, okay. I, I tried to. I, I've looked on um, the English website, like for the government's charity registry, and there's only the I, you know, IBSA one as such. But um, so so what it is, they, they've got every congregation here is a registered charity, and because it's small revenue it's it's uh, under two hundred and fifty thousand 
dollars revenue. So revenues is different to the donation. Donation is like, you know, money given as a donation. Revenue is from, oh, you know, you lease out your building or you've got shares or you've got bank investments, that type of like thing. Like income. And yeah. so because it's under 250000 it's only voluntary reporting. Right, so they don't. It's only, oh. you know they don't have to report, and they don't. Right, they they only did on the very first uh, when they first yeah. registered. They they put in a report, and these are all available online. So I thought, okay, well, wonder why they've done this. And subsequently to that, the the Royal Commission has put a report out, uh, like a paper that that they've sent to every state government in Australia, is talking about the whole red- redress of you know the the findings of child abuse and essentially what they're saying in it is that all these institutions basically need to self-fund the compensation that they're going to be forced to pay out now it's not you see australia it's not like america there's not going to be million dollar payouts and things they've basically capped it at 180,000 this is what they this is what they're saying in this report so it's not, it's not law Perfect. or anything like that yeah and and that's one hundred eighty thousand. Still a the lot. Maximum for someone yeah. who's been institutionalised and been abused while it's so they're like a you know ward of the state and they got abused in a you know in a home or something, and then it's it ramps down. So the the minimum that you'll get as a, a, a abuse victim is one hundred twenty thousand. So that'd be like you know if if it was let's say an instance of a, a JW child and it was their parent had molested them and the elders did nothing and all that and then it ramps up yeah. you know d- depending on degree of what it was if it was the the elders someone else had done it and they covered it up type thing it, it would ramp up to a maximum of 180,000 so in Australia they're, they're looking at something like four and a half billion dollars all up for, for and that's across all the institutions which is a lot of money but within the JWs, if every victim is alive and puts in a claim, that's $252 million. That's a lot of money. That's still enough. Oh, yeah, that, that's a lot of money. Now, when the Royal Commission demanded uh, financial statements from the JWs, you sort of got it. They had to put that report, and there's there's not a lot of money in there. And... There's a lot of money going out, out of out of Australia, and that's where this all started. I thought, right, okay, I'll go through the setup of how how what can I find about the JWs set up here in Australia, and that's where I found that there's all these um, individual charities. Now the Catholic Church does that too, apparently. They they have a, a similar thing, but just to give you a little bit of a, an idea of Australia, okay. Mormons, there's 147,000 active Mormons in Australia. There's 309 congregations. They've got five temples, which I guess we'll call them assembly halls equivalent. And you know how many yeah. charities they've got in the whole of Australia? Two. Yeah. Two charities operate their whole thing. One's a, one's a charity for worldwide work, like to help victims of and they actually do help victims, you know, in aid to non-Mormons. Another one is uh, like the presiding bishops one, which is sort of like an internal, runs everything, because they are a religion, so they're entitled to a charity. Seventh-day Adventists, our JW cousins, right, they've got 60,000 members, so they're equivalent to the, to the um, number of JWs. They've only got 500 congregations, 
and they've got around 40 charities, but they have a lot of uh, sanitarium. It's a brand, like a food brand here in Australia. So, so there's a lot of stuff involved with that. So there's 40 words. Now look at Jehovah's Witnesses. 66,000, there's 793 congregations, five assembly halls, uh, and with the other few charities I've picked up, there's 801 charities. So you sort of look at the picture between Adventists, JWs, there's 760 yep. charities difference, and the Mormons, there's 799 different to run similar numbers. So I thought, okay, what are they doing? Are they... Are they so what I did was I went into um, each of these individual charities. You can the um, charter of the of that charity, and it was funny the one in here in Bathurst who signed it was the elder who came and talked to Michelle the other day. So what they've done in Australia, they've got each congregation as a charity. So I think this is where it's coming. Is if I was Joe Blow and I'd been abused here in Bathurst, and I went to sue, well they're going to sue say oh it's the charity in Bathurst the congregation that you have to sue now they've got no money you know the, the watch yep. the watchtower has pillaged every congregation to say you can only have a maximum of five thousand dollars at any given time and anything above that you've got to send on to uh, the watchtower so they've got no money and they've got no assets but you think oh they've got a kingdom hall well they don't own the kingdom hall no. what they've done here in Australia and I've it's cost me a little bit buying title searches but i've done it on this hall done assembly halls bethel and well bethel's different but the assembly halls and the kingdom halls throughout australia are actually owned by a company it's called the uh, it's a funny name kingdom hall but it's a, it's not a charity it's a company right so, there's, so it the, can't... The, yeah there's a company that owns all the facilities so what the congregation would say is, oh, we don't have any money. We've only got $5,000. We don't have any assets because we assets. just we just lease the hall from this company, a property company, yeah. which is the, the – the, now, you can tell it's owned by the Watchtower because its, it's email address is jw.org. It's got a jw.org address. That's why I was asking you – remember I, I put a question yes. up. Does anyone know from England – what their yeah. email address is because I think yes. that's what ties you can see where who the ownership of some of these things are because all the congregations they've all got email accounts at yahoo.com.au really yeah wow. the assembly halls are all big pond which is Telstra it's one of the, the like the the main telephone carrier and then every other charity and part of the watchtower has a jw.org email address so you can see that that's even though it's a, a separate private company, it's still operated and owned by the the Watchtower. So so what congregations do? They they collect their donations and any monies. It gets pumped up to the Christian Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses, which is a a charity. Now it's a bigger charity, so it's classed as one million dollars plus revenue. So they have to report. And that's in Australia. Yes, and uh -huh. then and yeah. then so it's, the money's still in Australia yep, yep. at this so point. So the money hits that charity, then yeah. that charity forwards the money to the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, which is another charity that's you know, $1 million plus revenue, so they've got a report. Right. See, they're funny. They've got an unusual business name, and I asked um, Paul Grundy about this because yeah. their business name is called Watchtower Travel. And he said, <laughs> oh, they did that to, oh, it was some reason, got them cheaper 
travel like airline tickets or something because so they did some right. dodgy but that's where, where that came from so it was nothing sort of overtly yeah. suspicious about that but so when i was doing the the title searches on watchtower property i thought oh, i'll do bethel like the in ingleburn and the property title to ingleburn is owned by the international bible students association they hold the the title to bethel and I was like, right, okay. And it's and it, and what they they have to do with you? You have to say where you're operating. So Australia or you know, New South Wales. Now that's the International Bible Students one is a registered charity here in Australia, but it operates right. in the United Kingdom because there's obviously needs oh, a lot really? of charitable work. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's unusual. And so that's where I started looking, at, and because. You know, I said the Watchtower is a million dollar plus charity. They have to put their financial reports up, but they've right. they haven't. They're still like a year or so behind. And in amongst the there's charitable donations to overseas charitable organisation, and there's a lot of money. So that must be where they're remitting it to. Yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, well, it goes to England, and then from there, uh, I don't know. We so, don't know where so it goes. So looking back, so so what I did, I went back and started with 2013. Donations to overseas aid in the, the Australian report was 8.2 million. So they're, they're shipping 8.2 million out of the, the bank mm. account in Australia to England. Now, looking... I've gone on to the English, you know, the charities. Yeah, the charities. Yep, yeah. And got the report. So I can see for that year, right. the IBSA in England recorded, yeah. um, it's called provision of service facilities, mm-hmm. which is money coming in from overseas. And it was yeah. 4.9 million pounds, which, so I went back, you know, what's the average exchange rate in 2013? And okay. it's pretty much cl- right on the mark. Because at the time right. it was like fifty, our dollars worth fifty-eight pence, so that right. one was right. Then looked at the next year, two thousand and fourteen, there was ten point two million sent to overseas aid, which was almost exactly at the exchange rate. Hit five point seven million pounds into the English account. Uh, two thousand and fifteen wow. was um, three point nine million got sent through. Um, but also in the English, the IBSA each year that they're receiving the same thing from Germany. And it's like 5.8 really? million, 10.3 million, 12 million wow. pounds from, really? from Germany. Yeah. So I think the IBSA in England is like a, a gathering fund <laughs> for, you know, Australian donations. That's how they get it through. And from yeah. Germany, it goes through to them. And then obviously doesn't say that they're donating to, you know, overseas aid to send it, it then to it America. Must be, it must go back to America. But in the 2015 yeah. IBSA report, it has a comment that there's acquisition of property in Australia. It says we recognise the acquisition of property in Australia. Mm-hmm. Now, that's Bethel. That They've transferred the ownership of the Watchtower facilities in Australia is now owned by the IBSA in England. So this, oh, thank so, you very much. Yeah. So what I think they're doing is they are stripping assets and control in Australia to yeah. say, so when the Royal Commission or whatever it comes around to say, okay, you're financially responsible, they're going to go, oh, we're We've poor. We've got no money. We've got no money. Yeah. Oh, well, you've got faci- – oh, we don't own those facilities. They're actually 
we lease them. So they're basically sides because they'll want the government to pay for it. And that's what, yeah, that's their, I think their aim is to financially sidestep this whole issue of responsibility. Absolutely. Yep. And, um, yeah. you know, I've, I've sort of passed this sort of information on to the Royal Commission. Ah, um, oh, you're excellent. Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're aiming yeah. to sidestep it. And the elder saying that, oh, well, we'll probably have to fund it ourselves was like, right, that's an interesting comment. Because the... well, do you know, Bill, when I, really, when I hear that, that, what really strikes me there is that that is so in keeping with how Jesus would do things. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I, can, I can picture it now. Some mother comes up and says, Jesus, you know, uh, Thomas, I think he might have been fiddling some kids. And Jesus says, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. You'll have to go to the Charities Commission because he's an independent charity. And he just sends back his, his takings to me. I am in no way affiliated with the 12 Apostles organization. Yeah. Or any, any or anyone else, okay? You'll have to speak to them on a one-to-one basis. That's exactly how he'd do it. And I'll tell, you what, like I'll tell you what I thought when I heard all that. I'm really disappointed in the year where you only sent us three million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your finger. Yeah, look, it's... it's mm. But see, the thing is, there's no... Um, like, you can't look up the American side of things. Like, there doesn't seem to be any way... I sort of had a look at like if there was a charity registry in America, which there is, but it doesn't give you much information. I looked up New Zealand one as well, and, and New Zealand's, you know, pretty much fifty percent of their money donations gets sent to overseas aid. So you wonder if that's getting where yeah. that's heading off to now. What you said about each congregation being a charity is interesting because I just thought that was the case always because it's the case in the UK, but I couldn't tell you from when. But what are the problems? Because I've looked up the charity's website in England, as you have, Mm. is that if you don't know the exact name, so say Dewsbury Congregation, it might be Jehovah's Witnesses, Dewsbury, Dewsbury Congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses. Do you know what I mean? If you don't know the exact name, it's it's you can't do a like a general search and it throw up anything which i've tried you have oh, to have okay. the exact name that's why when you search on there it looks like there aren't many but what they do in england is the anybody who's an elder is immediately a trustee of the charity because that's how i find out who elders are i look yes. on Ah. I look up my old congregation and I look at the list of trustees on the charity's website and I think, oh, that's interesting. I, You know, he was my age and now he's an elder. Or, oh, Uncle so-and-so's not on the list anymore. He must have died because I know he was really old. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's how you identify who elders are in the UK. Yeah, because you can do that too on the um, the Australian government's charities website. Yeah. But, yeah, generally if you, you put in... Maybe the one the website is a bit easier. You just put in congregation and a, and that because every every uh, kingdom hall is a like an example is you know Dundas con- Congregation of Jehovah's Witness yeah. Clayfield Congregation of Jehovah's Stop. Witness. Yeah. So they always put congregation of Jehovah's Witness, but um, even if it's just congregation, and yeah, there's yeah. seven hundred and ninety ninety three congregations in Australia, and they are all listed here i've got a printout of all the the list wow. of yeah and the assembly and the halls other... are then their, their own but they're still a charity because i reckon this this came about because of the knowing the royal commission yeah. was coming up 
Mm. The other similarity is that the charity, the congregations that are all charities over here, they do have a very low um, amount of income. So I'm thinking that's, as you say, that's not all the donations. No, it's the donations revenue. must somehow get passed straight up. Well, when I was, yeah, yeah well, when I was an account servant in the congregation, so basically, you know, I'd do all the, do the banking and everything for the you know, donations and whatnot that all would all go through um and then we do a uh like a bank transfer that i get the right. the couple so of elders who are signatory box. yeah to send to the account um one particular bank account in um here for the watchtower and, and it was um at the time it was the watchtower society so I think it's probably well I wish I wish I'd kept I... some of the details down but not much you can do you can't really go into the bank and say oh can you tell no. me yeah. no no who they, this money's going to no they I wouldn't wonder tell me you know how they have the donation box at Kingdom Hall and they have it labeled with I don't know worldwide work or yeah. whatever I wonder if they treat that legally like say you know you go into a shop and there's a charity donation box for, I don't know, guide dogs for the yeah. blind, right? You put a pound in the guide dogs for the blind. And then the shop doesn't count that money as its turnover. Because that's yeah. gone straight to the charity. And the charity comes Well, I think and that's takes how they the do they, they do that. Because they, they talk about everything think... as revenue. And that's not revenue. That's, that's donation. That's right. So if they've labelled the boxes as clearly going to another charity, yeah. which witnesses won't realise it's legally a separate entity, they'll just think I'm donating. So the the congregation servant will count it up because somebody's got to count it, but they won't count it as income or revenue for that congregation. Mm. Although no, that's going straight to this other charity, which is worldwide worldwide work. So there could be lots of money that's all that's going through the hands, but not hitting. The books, so yeah, because you know, just this is an example. I imagine it's probably the same all, all over the world. We had, uh, we actually had three contribution boxes at the hall. There was yeah. one for worldwide work, so that was like your, you know, donations you'd receive at the door for literature or whatever, or you'd put, you know, monies received like that goes. And then there was a donation box for the congregation fund, like the accounts, like just to help operate the Kingdom Hall. And then, yeah, like, then for a while they had one for um, it was for Kingdom Hall funds, so it was like to help fund building Kingdom Halls. But they, yeah, they've, they've done away with that now, apparently, because they've sort of clumped that all into worldwide work. Yeah, that, into one box again, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. So you know, so that was always the the money came into worldwide work gets automatically. You know, we'd forward that on that total figure, so it was a thousand dollars. It'd be a thousand dollars, and then congregation funds would go into the congregation account. But now, under the new arrangement, they would—it's—it's it's capped. You can't have more than five thousand dollars. Anything above that has to be forwarded onto the watchtower, which is the new arrangement that the there's body of there's elder letters that have been all that. Yeah, it's a loving arrangement from Jehovah. Well, oh, of course. Yeah, does, yeah. It's... Does anybody else see the similarity to the, the Jehovah's Witness leadership are now to pimps? <laughs> well, I it's like they've got, mentioned it. They've, they've, got, they've got tens of thousands of hookers all across the world in the form of congregations 
and they say to them, you make as much money as you can, but you only get to keep a small amount. Yeah. And if you don't give it to me, we're going to we're gonna send people around to slap you. That, that'll be the circuit overseer. He's coming and he wants his money. Yeah, see, and, and this other arrangement with the halls is about ownership is I think, you know, because there's been cases in America where congregations rebelled, you know, and yes. and they've, yeah, this has all come about that that they can, and you know, remove elders and elders are trust, and they have to be a, a an elder in standing with the Watchtower Society. So basically, at any given point, if an elder rebelled and said, right, well, we're, they just go, well, you're no longer an elder, which then legally they no longer yeah, have any authority yeah. over the um, congregation. But see, a, a funny thing happened here in Australia, or probably. 20 odd so years ago or maybe a bit longer was over in Adelaide in South Australia and an elder put a kingdom hall down as collateral on a business loan like <laughs> he claimed it was a house right yeah. and he put it down as collateral and his business went bust and and they sent um like you know the banks bankruptcy auditors or whatever to look at the property just to evaluate it to um sell it and whatnot and they turned up and it was a kingdom hall and uh yeah basically the watchtowers forced to had to pay that out pay the money to the the bank and this guy really because because the elder was a trustee and so he had the right to do that yeah so that's why they've turned (gasps) around yeah laws have changed here like and the way the and i think that's the way this is all structured so because under the old arrangement, one of my other uncles, he was a secretary of the, the the charity that held title to the Kingdom Halls. So they they did that as a response to that, that um, the title for all the Kingdom Halls is, was held by a not for profit sort of group in each state. But now they've, because of the charity laws, they've turned it now uh, into one organisation for the whole of Australia. But it's not a charity; it's a it's a company. And I, I can't yeah. get any information about it other than its name. There was that beautiful case in America about the Menlo Park congregation, yeah. wasn't there? Where they'd, they'd all donated to pay for this congregation in California and it turned out to be on a prime bit of land. And then um, the society tried to, I don't know, did they try to sell it or something? Yeah. And the elders said, no, it's ours. We've we've donated and paid for it. It belongs to us. And That's right. there was a big bust up about who it belonged to wasn't it understandably so because that's what they yeah. do isn't it yeah you pay for it you make the donations and then they go thank you very much that's ours that's right very straight. it's all done on trust isn't it i remember you know i'm reading out the accounts and things at kingdom hall and said let's vote on this or let's vote on that and you just oh yeah 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 there's all you know of course it's all honest and open. yeah well that's right we trust that they're doing the best for us you never questioned it because you never have so reason to no, no, you didn't ever have reason to. You only realise there's something up if you come up against a problem. Like, yeah. I, you know, I hate to keep going back to the same old issue, but with abuse cases, you only realise there's a two-witness rule if you happen to know someone or be someone who's been abused, and then you're, yeah. you're up against it. If, if it's never happened to you, I would have denied it black and blue. Oh, no, we don't have abusers. Oh, no, we don't have a two-witness no. rule because I've, you've never come against it. That's so you it. don't realise it's there. Yeah, it wasn't until I left that I have started to find out stuff. Oh, and you're like, so, no, really? that's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember when I left, uh, I actually got – I was really grumpy about the whole – when the whole paedophile thing started to come out. And I remember criticising people who were talking about it and said, mm. listen, yeah. 
We don't need to make. We don't. You know, the witnesses are bad enough on their own. We don't need to make up stuff about them. <laughs> of course, little did I know, you know, that it was all true. I know. Which brings us on to the most recent case that's coming up, doesn't it? Which is this um, Stephanie Fessler yes. versus Watchtower Society. Interesting case. Well, that's Have right. you read something about it, Bill? It's, it's going to be in front of a jury. Which is yes. Because every other case so far, for, well, from my limited following of it, Not is always a judge makes a decision. Right. Yeah. And this is right. the first one that it's a jury. Have you read into it? Like, what's what's different about this case that it's got a a jury sitting in judgment? I haven't. No. Okay. I ha- I don't know why it's a jury. I thought it was the first jury case since Candace. Was that a jury? Um. Not sure. But I did. I did read that they offered her a hundred thousand dollars to settle, (laughs) (laughs) and she didn't. She'd well, I'll just talk us through the sort of the nuts and bolts of the case. So it was it was a fourteen year old girl who ended up in a well, obviously we'd call it grooming and abuse. They called it a relationship with a forty nine year old. Jehovah's Witness woman in the same congregation. Oh, that's right. It's so a woman. Seen, woman. Yes, it is. I saw um, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 49, 14 years old. She went to the, the girl went to the elders. They privately reproved the girl. Yeah. But they never questioned the woman. So they were obviously dealing with it as if the girl was being fornicating. Not that at 14, it's legally impossible to give consent to sex, right? In England, it is. You cannot give consent to sex until you're 16, the illegal age. That's right, same in Australia. So, yeah, so any sex underneath that age is rape. It is automatically rape. Because I've had this conversation with... Um, you know, people at work, and they went, "Oh, well, I had a boyfriend when I was 15, and he was 17." And I say, "Well, technically, that is rape. He was raping you. The police wouldn't investigate because there was wouldn't be a big age difference. But it is technically rape. Yeah. You cannot. And that's happened. Cannot. Yeah, that's happened here. You know, where where you know a, a boyfriend girlfriend who are under 16 and have been for some reason or whatever yeah. caught or whatever, and and you know they get a conviction for. As a child yeah. abuse, like child sex offender. In England, this they do. Ridiculous. They will, they will convict the older person if there's a sufficient age gap. So, say if you're 14 and your boyfriend's maybe not 18, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a difficult one. And I, I guess it would depend on the the cognition of the people involved. If yeah. you're 14 and your boyfriend's 20, I think you're straight looking at rape. If you're 14 and your boyfriend's 15, it is rape, but they wouldn't press charges in England. So this girl was 14, goes to the elders, they reprove her, don't question the abuser. It comes to the light of another congregation and neither congregation report to the police, neither report to um, social services. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> no. And then I think uh, the girl then, when she was 22, then reports it to the police herself and the older woman goes to prison. Yeah. So the woman's in prison, that's been dealt with, but she's now suing the Watchtower Society because two congregations knew about it and didn't do anything about it. And but the reproved... Watchtower Society knew about it too. That's, I think that's where right. they've, they've kind of got a hold of the Watchtower Society because they're legal department knew about it and did nothing that's right because this, one of is this a U, this is a uk situation Louise? no it's in america no it's in new york oh good yeah. because 
Good, I'm glad to hear it because in America, obviously, the uh, the compensation would be vastly high. Absolutely. Yeah, it's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, or two yeah. states, yeah. wasn't it? Over, Pennsylvania over and Maryland. Right. Over here, they'd get a forty thousand pound, you know, loss. Yeah. In America, it'd be forty million. Yeah. 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 Well, it follows Candace, doesn't it? And obviously, there was a really big payment there. And the trial starts uh, this Tuesday, 7th of Feb. Mm. Because so... there's been on the, the groups just saying, you know, if anyone can go, please go. Yes. You know, just yeah. give some support for, for the girl. Yeah. Oh, she's a lady now. but um. Because the witnesses turn up to support the abuser, don't they? Yeah. They often turn what up. They yeah. Although, I guess... It wouldn't be that situation because the abuser is either in prison or has served a prison sentence. It, it, she's not going to be there. It's going to be against the Watchtower Society. Well, it so says she's a they... co-defendant. Oh, does it? Mm. So I, I dare say she'd be probably pulled she into to court. I mean, if she's still in prison or whatever, they'd bring her in. Yeah. That'd be nice. A so convicted, it... uh, you know, sex offender sitting at the table with the Watchtower Societies. <laughs> I can't get my head round how they could reprove a 14-year-old girl for being in a relationship with a... I'm, and I'm even saying it wrong. She wasn't in a relationship. Being no. sexually abused yeah. by so. a 49-year-old woman. And there's the confusion, isn't it? They were obviously looking at it like a consensual relationship. Yeah, and did you see that said that the the defendant, which is the, the, the that Terry... The one Terry. who was molesting her, her husband hired a private investigator who provided yes. photographic proof of the relationship between his wife and Fesler, who was 15 at the time. And then the that's elders, right. you know, did nothing about it again. So that's how and, the other congregation got to hear about yeah, it. And they pub- it? publicly reproved her this time. The girl. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Isn't it just, that's just rotten. That's awful. That poor girl. Yeah, so, so yeah, she thoroughly deserves compensation. Yeah, she really does. And I, th- I think it says, does it not say that she's suffered post-traumatic stress disorder and oh, all yeah. sorts of stuff? What did you say? I'm just reading off the JW survey thing. It says, she stated, it's robbed years of my childhood because I was a child at the time. I didn't know about sex, to be abused by somebody and then to be blamed for it, the damage that caused me and done to me mentally and emotionally, it's beyond words. So many people are harmed. It's just a sad and also, I suspect the Watchtower have, have put all the normal blocking tactics in place to make it really hard for her to bring this case. And the fact that they've been offering um, settlements, they'll have been putting mm. a huge amount of pressure on. They'll have been saying to her, look, you're not going to win this case. You, are, you take this money and go because, you yeah. know, you know you don't stand a chance of winning, don't you? They'll have been saying to her. And it, it's terrifying when you're in that. You're like, I don't, I, what do I do? What do I do? Hey, so hey, she's obviously... Yeah. Have you listened to um, Trey Bundy's? It was it came out a little while ago. The, he was talking to Zolkins. Yes, and that the was the one ta- with Howie on. Well, wasn't it? there was a, a little bit with Howie in it, or was oh, that a different one? I, I only listened to that part, and that was the one where he was saying that just sitting, yeah, within meters of him, locked was that file from the Watchtower Society that's got yes, X exactly, amount yeah. of yeah, all the yeah. details and everything, and he yeah. was like, "Can you show?" It? He said, "No." Nah. He said, yeah. even if the police walked in the door and demanded to see it, he said, I wouldn't show him because he's the judge. Yeah, some you know very strict agreement that he's yeah. allowed to have that on condition but that no could, one sees it other than himself. But it could come out in the process of a trial. I think was the 
yeah they can use information from it but yeah so you know it is it is a it's true you know they can't try and turn around and say oh that's just apostates talking it up and their feet are getting closer and closer to the fire aren't they i think well that's right they're certainly going to get hurt and i think that's what i thought like with this whole setup here in australia is that they saw the writing on the wall when when it was announced that there was going to be a royal commission because instantly, like I said, while I was still in the JWs, we started getting Kingdom Ministry articles about not believing um, reports that Satan's in control of the world's system. So, you know, there's going to be attempts made to, you know, discredit the Watchtower Society and, you know, blah, 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 all of this sort of stuff. So they were building it up and saying, you know, yeah. don't yeah. follow these sensational stories. Oh, you know, reports of, you know, X amount of abuse. Obviously, that's what they were had in yeah. mind yeah i can see that now here at least in australia they've from what i can see they've financially set the, their system up to be able to sidestep responsibility yeah. for the redress that's going to hit them but can they not can they not lump together all the charities that are watchtower charities in australia and and make them or is it just are they just remitting all the money abroad and they can't they can't well, chase that money. No, well, they they obviously keep some money, but it's only they're only they're only keeping yeah. like two and a half million million on hand at yeah. any given time. So that won't touch it. Would no, it? it's two hundred and fifty-two million need. is what they need in there to to cover <laughs> that type yeah. of thing. So, but I I reckon, and it'll be there's a few cases coming up like very shortly. Um, where ones individually are suing the Watchtower Society. And I wonder, I reckon they'll throw the, the charity you know, under the bus, just go, oh, that's that congregation's responsibility. Let's see how it goes. But there, there's some class actions being worked on at the moment in Australia, which is good. Didn't I know of that there's, yeah. Wow. Well, So here's an interesting situation. If they say, oh, um, you were abused in Bathurst Congregation, mm. so it's the Bathurst Congregation charity that's liable yeah, for your because that's where the elders Right, it. so does that, does that then mean that the brothers and sisters who attend Bathurst Kingdom Hall have to find $120,000? Yeah, then? I, that's what so I, they I would think, yeah. Donating it. yeah. So then they say, would they have to... Wow, well, really? what they claim is that it's beyond the uh, financial ability of the com- the charity to be able to provide that, so the government would have to fund it. I would say, yeah, because you can't see any other reason for them yeah. to oh, no, have the all these individual charities. Because you know, like I said, the the Mormons have got two charities yeah. that run the whole lot. It's all about also resp- makes it hard to follow and... the money, doesn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, when when you've but... got so many different different setups and yeah, one's remitted to one and, and yeah and another's remitting to another and and then it's going overseas it's 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 like a well it's like um money it's a shell game. well yeah, yeah it's it is a shell game yeah because you put the money under this shell and watch it disappear you know <laughs> you know you, you don't picture england as being a you know a country that has natural disasters that require you know international aid to help them <laughs> and that's what they're putting it down as that it's because um, they've got categories that the, the, these charities are that they're you know advancing religion or they're uh, providing yeah, they're... Um, benevolent institutions, so they're offering you know uh, actual yeah, but... help to other people. 
But Bill, we do need help. The Jehovah's Witnesses in the UK do need help. It's taken them 106 years worth of solid <laughs> preaching to convert every individual publisher. Yeah. If we're not in need of some money to help us, we need more carts. That's what we need. Well, we won't send witnesses from Australia because we're obviously ineffectual. <laughs> yeah, we need we love some you anyway. <laughs> Can you send us a few, Neil, from to come and preach where the need is great? Oh, no, the need is great in Northern Ireland. The need is very great. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, dear. So, interesting stuff. Have you got anything else, Neil, that you'd like to raise before we wrap up? Uh, yes, I, I, I wanted to talk about two things really quickly. I got a, an email recently because I, I, I'm not plugging my videos, by the way, but I did get... I, Go I think ahead. I think this is a particularly one I'm particularly proud of. I got an email because uh, I do a series of videos called uh, basically about as an agony ant column. So if you've got a cult related question, I will ask it. I will answer it if I can. And I got an email that was very sad to me. Uh, it was from an 11 year old, and uh, I, I, they sent me this message. And after telling them, you know, please don't talk to strangers on the internet. Yeah, I tried to deal with the, the question, and the question was, uh, I watched your videos among others. I don't believe it. It's it's complete nonsense. My mum and dad are devout. What do I do? Uh, I felt so bad for the poor kid. Oh, you know, that you'd be so young and in such a position. My daughter's nine, and it horrifies me to think that there's a kid not much older than her in, yeah. that, kind of, uh, in that kind of bind at the moment. Uh, and obviously, I gave them what help I could, which is very little at that age because they are where they are. But it led me to a second thing, which is something I really want to try to do over the next couple of years. And I have had some good advice from others as wrinkles on the idea, is I want to set up some kind of small charity yeah. to provide funds for particularly young people who are kicked out of home if they leave the Jehovah's Witnesses or other cults like the Scientologists yeah. or, you know, particularly those two. I mean, I know there are others, but those are the two major offenders. So that if you're a 16 or an 8-year-old or 18-year-old who says, I, this is rubbish. I don't know what to do. And the parents say, well, you're right now because our legal duty is done, as the witnesses do do yeah. quite often. I want to try find a way to set up a, a fund so that we can, you know, if those kids contact witness ex-witnesses through the Facebook, they can be said, right, go to this charity. Taxi's going to pick you up where you are. It's going to put you in, a, in accommodation. They're going to pay for some clothes for you. There's going to be food for you. And they're going to keep you for three or four months and help you get a job in your area through a job finding service. Do all that and then, you know, keep and, and keep in touch with you. So that's something I want to be looking at in the next year or two to try to help people out. Uh, and then someone else suggested that a good idea would be, and I don't, again, I don't know how, how this will, if this will happen, but somebody suggested uh, that maybe what a good thing, a good thing we could do is if we could find uh, ex-witnesses who were older and, uh, you know, were older people didn't have kids in their house, who, if you could find anybody who'd like be willing. a fostering willing, system. Exactly. To say, listen, I have a house with four bedrooms. There's me and my husband live in it, or just me. You know, if you find a 16 or an 18 year old kid who's been kicked out of the house because mm -hmm. they don't want to be a Jehovah's Witness anymore, send them my way. And that, in which case, it would just be a matter of, you know, okay, right, kid, where are you now? We'll get a, an Uber for you to the nearest uh, bus depot. Uh, get ready because you've got you've got somewhere to go. Look, That's a great idea. I want to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Do you know, I, I saw a documentary and it was in England and it was. Uh... It was about an ex-brethren girl, a couple of girls, who escaped. And just, oh, yeah. yeah, it was this family sort of took them in and 
sort of help them inter- integrate into normal life. And yeah, yeah that's think, nice. Yeah. You know, if, if we if we don't do it, you know, there's people going to continue. I was very lucky. Others were very lucky to just be able to say, well, I'm gone. Bye bye. But if you're a kid, you know, I can yeah, only imagine. It's tough. Yeah. So also, I'm going to look into that and try to build that. I think there will be a lot of people that would be interested in... I've seen other people say similar things. So I think there is a lot of people out there that would be willing to contribute ideas and help and and look into that. Yeah. Witnesses, young witnesses are really vulnerable. I was thinking about this the other day. Because you taught that everyone in the world is bad without exception. Yep. And, ev- that's, and everyone in the world, in the witnesses is good without exception. You lose your <laughs> ability to genuinely distinguish between who is bad and good. So when you Absolutely. do end up in the world, you, you, I feel you're more vulnerable to being conned because con men or women present as very nice and slick. And in your innocent head, you like, oh, these are, not, you know, these are nice people. Mm. And because you don't have that normal distinction that that we've brought our children up with to to be to be able to distinguish between good and bad because you, your good and bad has been so badly skewed you haven't yes. got a clue who is good and bad which leaves you much more vulnerable to bad people when you do leave. absolutely you're much more likely to encounter the bad because you have no idea what bad looks like. Because before, you thought, so I, you, you simultaneously terrified of everyone because you think yes. everyone's bad. But at the same time, you're vulnerable to being taken in by someone who you think is good, mm. who, is, who is probably not good because you've had no training in being able to deal with genuine good and bad throughout your life. And I just think Couldn't it agree leaves more. You know, a 24-year-old Jehovah's Witness or ex-Jehovah's Witness is probably emotionally like a 14-year-old kid yeah. in the world. Naivety. Yeah. So mm. oh, that's a great idea, Neil. So what shall we say to, for people to contact you through Facebook? To oh, Well, yeah, they can contact me through Facebook or they can contact me through my, uh, through my YouTube channel, The Great Apostate. But uh, I'm, going to be make, I'm going to be doing more about that as spring sort of comes on. Uh, and I really do hope that uh, that it, it gets off the ground and i've mentioned to you before uh, on our you know when we were talking that i'm trying to get a book written about my experience as a jehovah's witness mm-hmm. and if, if, it, if it works out and succeeds i want to try to fund it through that so right we'll see what happens. oh well that's really interesting yeah that'd be good you're an ambitious little bunny aren't you <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice wouldn't it it'd be nice yeah yeah. Oh, I didn't mean that. I, to I think of, I think of Neil as a happy-go-lucky okay. little scamp. <laughs> I, I'll take it any day. <laughs> Have you got anything else you'd like to bring up, Bill? Before we right, well, on? a few things, and and I got to say that the uh, interview with Howie, how awesome is he? Oh, I just wanted him to keep going. So you've definitely got to get oh. him back. Just interview him again and continue on with some of the stories because th- they were brilliant. Right. Oh, he was so lovely. And he kept saying, oh, I hope this is going to be interesting enough. And I was thinking, you are having a bubble. This is the best interview I've ever listened to. It was brilliant. So he was, what a nice man. And And Howie, if you're listening, I sent you a friend request. Oh, (laughs) Howie, we all love you. Yeah, As soon as we finished, he went, oh, you know... 
I didn't mention about this and I forgot to mention about I went, oh my God, we've got to do another oh, interview. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Get him to <laughs> yeah. just write I... it down, the points he wants to make. But the funny thing, what brought him to mind then was, Neil, write your book because it'll end up in the, the closet at Bethel. Yes. How good is I that? Know. I really oh, want to. I want to write I a book, even if it's a coloring just... in book, like apostate, 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 <laughs> and join the dots and coloring in it because I know it'll end up there then. <laughs> Let's be honest, Bill. I, it wouldn't be the only thing that's in the closet at Bethel. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that great? Oh, uh, it's, that's so good to know that they've got you know keep their enemies close. I was going to say Lloyd, you should sign a book and send it to him. So here send you go. It to... I suspect. They'll have, this is what I was getting at. So do you think they'll have Lloyd's book in there oh, already? Yeah. I, I love that idea that every time you write a book, it goes in the in the closet of wickedness. Well, at least if you send it to them, uh, they'll put it in there. They won't just destroy it. <laughs> if you send it yeah. to them. Yeah, that's true. You know, Lloyd, Lloyd's book really got me thinking because it made me wonder how much personal information you should put in a story about yourself. You know, yeah. because I've been, I've been writing away about myself and I've been writing some stuff that is just... You know, it's cringingly personal. Cool. But then I think, you know what? I, I, I sort of have a, a standard. I go, is it funny? And then I read it to my wife. And if she cries laughing, then I'm like, yeah, you stay. <laughs> good, um, good. But uh, the, the more stuff is personal, you know, the more I'm sitting there going, people are just going to look funny at me. It's going to be bad. Hello. I think you've got to be aware of how people might use it against you and yeah. how mm, it might impact later on or... It, it, I, I think you've just got to know that you can take the heat. Do you know what well, I mean? I'm, I'm with you. I say loads of personal stuff about myself because I think it's funny. But, yeah. And then I think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Mm, um, no. But I think if you can take the heat afterwards and people go, oh, yeah, that's terrible, then that's fair enough. You, you go if, you, into if you're not ashamed of it, then there's nothing to worry. And if it's funny, even better. Don't know if you can be blackmailed by it. Well, that's right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, that's true. And you just stuck it in a book. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oops. But um, yeah. So so that was good to, with Howie. Definitely, you got to get him that's back okay. on. And and well done to your Joseph with his school report. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's not oh, like you were bless. chuffed about it, were you? Oh, little man. Oh, he's so <laughs> honestly, my children are just perfect. <laughs> I'm yeah. not biased. <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of schools, our, our Michelle's our five year old. She started school just the other day. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, oh, lovely. Yeah, she was very excited, and and Raven started her first day at, like preschool the same day. Did she? Yeah, and I thought, oh, we were thinking she might be a bit, you know, oh, don't leave me. But no, she she was off playing with the little kids and didn't give us a sort of a second glance and then when michelle went to pick her up she's no mummy she wanted to stay and keep playing didn't want to go home that's so lovely it's nice they grow up so quickly yeah you're gonna crack another one out bill uh no no (laughs) no snip snip done yeah we're all done (laughs) (laughs) well man hey do you know new fun sport new fun sport and it, but we've been rolled. We've been rolled on it. Google Maps. All right. Oh, yes. Yes. If you look up Google Maps and you come across a Kingdom Hall, it has in the information for the hall a website. Now, someone in our group had found found this and has had a lot of fun uh, putting requests to uh, Google for to put jwfax.com as oh, the, um, the best website. Yeah, yeah. And... 
but we've been rolled. I did it to the Kingdom Hall here in Bathurst that didn't have a website, so I put down JW Facts as its website. Yeah. But I just <laughs> checked it then, as it's now JW.org. So they've obviously oh. they've obviously uh, cottoned onto it because I did it for the Shame. I did it for Warwick, you know, the new international headquarters. <laughs> I put yeah. it because it was already jw.org. So I sent an email and said, oh, we, we've actually got a new um, information page for, for our religion. It's jwfacts.com. <laughs> so that didn't work. That didn't work. But I think we've been rolled because I've just looked at a few halls now that didn't have any website. Now they've yeah. got jw.org. So they've obviously cottoned ah. onto it. But it was a bit of fun. bit of fun. It was fun while it lasted. That's it. I'm gonna. I'm doing it right now as you speak. <laughs> yeah, well, it might work in another country. They might have only clocked it in Australia. It might be worth us trying yeah. it in a different country, might it? Well, thank you for that top tip, Bill. No, and it. on that bombshell that the JW podcast team won't be having any more children, um, <laughs> I think it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much. And say goodbye, Bill. Goodbye, everyone. And say goodbye, Neil. Goodbye, Neil. <laughs> Goodbye to our two listeners. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to our show. And remember to share the love and spread the word about JW Podcast.